Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary beings, welcome to another Out of This World episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Miles, but you may better know my Season 3 character now, the intrepid dandelion detective Sprouts Marlowe. Couple of announcements for you this week. First off, is that next week, Patrick and I will be at PAX East in Boston, the weekend of February 27th through the 1st of March. So if you're going to be there and want some free Cosmic Crit swag, follow us on Twitter at Cosmic Crit. You'll be able to follow our excursions throughout the convention. We'll mostly be around the board gaming and indie gaming sections. And if you find us, we will have some cool free stuff to hand out. The next announcement is this is your official reminder that Criticon 3 is on the weekend of April 17th through the 19th. We will have tables set up through our Discord channel where you can play Paizo-sanctioned tables of organized played games, including Starfinder Society. The reason we get official support from Paizo is that our GMs show up and fire off their tables, and you can sign up to be a part of that team starting today, February 17th, on our Discord. You will have two weeks to get your games and official scenario support for your tables, so pick your games and times and lock them in now. There are a lot of great perks for GMing at Criticon, and if you have any questions, see our friendly venture agent Cosmic, aka Odin, and he will be happy to answer your questions via Discord. Once again, we will be raising money for Doctors Without Borders this year. It was great earning thousands of dollars for them last year, and we hope we can break our record this year through donations, purchase rerolls, and random drawings for boons and prizes. So once again, mark your calendars and get ready for some Starfinder starting April 17th. And that's going to do it for this intro, so let's get back to the story of Attack of the Swarm and see what the BBBS Patrick has cooked up for us this week in episode 122, The, the Plant, Plant with, with the, the Stolen, Stolen Gun. Gun. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. In the year 2000 CC, a group of space pirates try to get their hands on a dangerous Metroid biological weapon, and it's your job to stop them. This is Cosmic Critroid, Zero Suit Edition. Welcome back, Galaxy Federal Police and, and Mother Brains, to another long-beaming and bomb-placing episode of the show. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM here, your Galactic Master of the Federation, inviting you to please give a warm welcome to my five friends and your fellow players. To my right, she is a sci-fi icon with wings and a killer strike. Why, it's not Ridley, it's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. Hello. Across from her, a giant metal statue standing right in your way. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. It was a girl the whole time! To my right, who needs Justin Bailey as a cheat code when we've got Tyler Toot Rolls? It's Tyler dredging up to Basha. He's not the Messiah! He's a very naughty boy! Across from him, if you beat this episode in under an hour, you get a cutscene with them in a bikini. It's Jabert playing as Trest. Also, never mind. Hi, everybody. And across the digital table, put him in a morph ball, and it's like a potted plant in a hamster wheel. It's Miles mixing up with sprouts. Good evening. Guys, welcome back to the show. How's everyone doing? I'm sad, Patrick, mm -hmm. because today, Terry Jones passed away. Today being January 22nd. Yes, when we're recording this like a month ago. Yeah, and so I wanted to... Uh, immortalize him in our podcast uh, because he helped shape my childhood and it was very sad to to hear about it so I spent a lot of the day you know just watching his stuff and mm -hmm. um, you know it's just sad 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely no influence of Monty Python in our games. They are completely straight-laced and uh, definitely no silly walks anywhere going on in here. <laughs> no, definitely but, not. Uh, oh, that's how we should have done the forced march. <laughs> <laughs> Via the Ministry of Silly Walks? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. That's hard no. mode. <laughs> and then right as we get to the bridge and we think we're in the clear, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> so good a giant foot crushes the bridge <laughs> yeah. uh well on on from bad news onto good news uh we, we need to talk about last week one more time <laughs> uh what i call the gauntlet here in book one uh part one of fate of the fifth uh you guys managed to fight off wild beasts multiple swarm ambushes not even just like straight up fights they were trying to ambush you and the longest forced march that i've ever seen in a tabletop role-playing game so first off congratulations on not dying yeah i am shocked comma shocked that nobody died (laughs) i i i am really really glad i picked a tiny creature <laughs> you can get because yeah, I, I was bet all, you are. I was very anxious this entire time, and I didn't even have to do much. So I can't imagine how bad it was for everyone else. And I'm not even saying this like you know, ha ha. I'm just like this was intense, and I wasn't even having to do that much. Like, yeah, yeah it, it was it was pretty scary. It was uh, stressful. it was <laughs> that last that last uh, combat there. I was like, well, this is it for. Mm, probably all of us. Yeah, like, the, I'm the, glad zinnia has got wings because <laughs> one of us can make it out. Of yeah, this. the last combat's like almost, almost too much because like, all right, we went through this whole thing and we're already not looking great. I think Tyler didn't have any RP. Oh, who and, cares? I wasn't even in the fight. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I was that's yeah, that's, that's right. also true. That's also true. And then we have the the escape. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was definitely, the, I think, the most difficult thing we've had to do in our tenure as Starfinder players. Mm-hmm. In, I found uh, myself really hyped up afterwards, and it was very difficult to go to sleep that night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your oh. your guys' characters weren't all, when we started this campaign, combat veterans, but do you feel like you've earned those stripes now for surviving the, the uh, retreat from Brenoa? I don't know, because Echo 7 will either roll a natural one or a crit. That's the two things that it's done. <laughs> That's been a lot of people's uh, uh, modes so far. There's been yeah, a lot of some weird, bad weird rolls this season. Great hits. Um, but yeah, you, you made it through, and uh, we're going to continue the adventure this week. But before we get back into it, and maybe perhaps you guys get your long-earned rest... Uh, let's check back in with Sprouts Marlow and find out what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. There's tired. There's running 24 miles towards a fort with a swarm nibbling at our heels tired. The last rock in our shoe is across the bridge of Karazam, but of course, the swarm never make anything easy. We got jumped by some two-dime swarm components that Xenia called Vorfoma. It was a nasty battle that nearly wiped us out, but we managed to grit our teeth and pull through. But resting's for the dead, and I don't plan on joining them yet. Klaxon began blaring harder on my head than a night out in the HUD or back on Absalom. This bridge was about to be dust and swarm parts as the SDF demo experts planned to blow the whole thing in mere seconds. We dodged, dipped, dive, and dodged our way through the debris of the bridge just in time to avoid taking the full force of the blast. Devasha wasn't so lucky, though. 
Big D almost punched his ticket right there. Tress managed to save his life, and we all took a collective sigh of relief. The war wasn't over, but at least for now, we were finally safe. I think I'll be the judge of that, but yes, for the moment, you guys are, are let out by Lieutenant Catarsis in front of you. Um, you see a, a small SCF, what looks like a training facility, with a, a steel sign welcoming you to Fort Gallant. It is just some concrete barriers, a chain link fence, some concrete emplacements containing heavy weapons, turrets, uh, and a few other pieces of barbed wire mounting the only defense, the only fortifications this uh, encampment has. And as you walk inside past the defensive perimeter, there's some soldiers on guard duty who radio ahead and, and welcome you inside. Just past the gates, you walk by about a hundred civilians, uh, a far smaller number of weary-looking soldiers milling about near some hastily erected tents. A human soldier approaches you as you enter and introduces himself. Uh, human male, he says, Gorham, Lieutenant Gorham, welcome to Fort Gallant, soldiers. He dispenses with the formalities, uh, laying his arm quickly fall out of a salute and says, you you all made it out of Brunoa alive? If you call this living... Not many soldiers of the 5th Battalion are as lucky as you all are. Commander Najiri asks to receive situation reports directly from all new arrivals. Uh, Let me take you up to her now. You guys following along? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he leads you to one of the few two-story structures in the camp and ushers you up a small, uh, rickety external metal staircase. Uh, The door at the top has a placard outside that reads, Commander General Darkwin. And as you step inside the room, you are hit with the unmistakable smell of antiseptic and blood. The office inside is a mess, a large wooden desk in its center, the pile of data pads and electronic maps pushed off onto the floor. Inside there, you see a human woman in a long military coat lying on the table, being tended to by a a pair of young-looking SDF medics. The name tag on her ident reads H. Najiri, and her left leg is badly hurt. You see muscle and flesh has been ripped to shreds, the underlying bone visible here and being operated on, and looks fairly recent, this wound, but there's already signs of infection. Um, Looks like it's not been treated for some time. She bites down on the leather handle of a survival knife as one of the medics finishes cutting through her femur, the laser scalpel. The destroyed leg falls to the ground with a sickening thud, and the woman stifles a scream as she jabs herself with a serum of healing. It looks like she's about to black out for a second and then focuses back up. She stabs the knife into the desk wood uh, countertop here and steadies herself with it as she notices you in the back of the room. She focuses her attention on you as the medics continue to attend to her, and she says, You all just crossed the Deathamar. Welcome to Fort Gallant. The Commander General is dead. His second in command died of his wounds a few hours ago. And I'm what's left of the command structure here. The name's Commander Hadia Najiri. I apologize for the horror show here. Just got back a few hours ago from fighting off the swarm to the south. One of the buggers snuck up on me while I was trying to pull the pin for my grenade. Nearly took my leg off. Our field medic didn't survive the ambush and the trek here didn't do the wound any favors. I'm not going to hobble around the rest of this war, so I'm opting for a cybernetic replacement. If you don't mind being debriefed while the good doctors here do their work, I'd like to hear about, well, how exactly you made it out of Brenoa alive. You yeah, this is uh, not distracting at all. Not at all. This is what she looks like. Boop. At least the top half of her. 
Oh gosh, Go the ahead. bottom half of her torso is missing too. <laughs> oh, this is just in a, her arms. It's just an icon of uh, her bust. Oh, oh, I see. It's a it's a portrait. I see. Yes. Yep. Yep. She's wearing armor that does look, you know, fairly fresh from the field. Um, and they are doing their best to bandage the wound currently and and set about, um, yeah, sealing up up the wound as she uh, kind of staggers back a little bit rests on her elbows and uh, allows you guys to talk. So who's going to tell her what happened? Commander, we uh, we were on patrol when we were, uh, when the report came in to assist with the evacuation of Bernoa. We ran as quickly as we could towards the city. Uh, when it became clear that there was nothing more to do, we were instructed to fall back to Fort Gallant. Uh, on the way, we met our field commander. Uh, Major Jeldemarek. Uh, he is never, dead. Never met Jeldemarek, but he was a, a well-respected soldier. Sad to hear that not many of you folks made it out alive. Indeed. He uh, he gave me his dog tags. And then I hand over the uh, the glory medallion. Um, so your ident tag is kind of like your dog tags. This is a, a magical, um, like a hybrid item that just kind of pins to your to your armor. Uh, she yeah, takes. I, I, I presume it was like sort of his for some reason and that mm-hmm. it sort of like got maybe his name on the back or something yeah you have a feeling he wasn't super attached to it like emotionally um from from what you all kind of have shared with one another or you knew about him he didn't really care for medals or um you know trophies of war that kind of thing uh mm-hmm. she she looks it over then flips it back to you you know it's like a you know a, a large coin kind of sized mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, she says, uh, if he gave it to you, then it is yours to keep. Did you encounter many swarm while you marched here? Only a few. We came across some dredgers on our way, and then also some, what were they called? Zephorma? Zephorma. Vorfoma on the bridge. They were fearsome creatures. Almost took us out. Um, Rebecca, as, as Zinnia is uh, explaining maybe about the, the numbers and, and kinds of swarm you fought, um, you can see the, the two medics cauterizing and, and kind of disinfecting uh, Najiri's thigh, getting ready to, to fit her with a, a, a pre-built prosthetic uh, kind of making measurements on the fly. Uh, can you give me a life science check? Sure. 26. Okay. Well, while you might not be like uh, medical doctor trained, you think you could probably do better than both of them. They seem to be kind of um, maybe trainees in, in the medical corps. Uh, you, you can see a few things that they're doing wrong. Uh, excuse me. Do you mind if I do you mind if I help them? Please, the more the merrier. Just get me back on my feet uh, before tomorrow, if possible. Uh, and you, you can join in and, and kind of direct <laughs> some of their work. Um, uh, as you guys uh, continue to explain, maybe more of the particulars, uh, she'll uh, she'll let you work on on her leg, and eventually she'll say, uh, "Hi, uh, I thank you for your information. I, I'm sure you might have some questions for me. Uh, I'll do my best to answer them, but reliable intel is very hard to come by today. You're my best source of information so far, if if that's any indication. That's not good. I'm afraid we're a little short on information ourselves." Ah, we were hoping that perhaps, well, here we are. Excuse me, do you mind my asking, what what sort of uh, creature was it that attacked you? Was it a dredger or Vorfoma or something else? 
uh, she'll describe a, a dredger pretty pretty well. She said, you know, like 10 of them assaulted her her company as they were trying to move some civilians out of an area to the south. So is that on this side of the river? It was. Are there any other cities that uh, still stand in the region? The, the largest, of course, is uh, Rio City to the west, um, but uh, uh, Bernoa is closest to us uh, across the river, of course. Um, as I said, you're my best intel thus far of what happened at Bernoa. Communications are spotty, and intel has suggested the swarm knocked out many of our satellites before touching down in three main landing sites. Bernoa, of course, uh, as well as to the north in Aliasanga, to the south in Kaso Ortho. I, I wouldn't hold my tongue waiting on casualty reports to calculate how bad the damage is, but it's looking like a nightmare scenario. Full swarm air and ground invasion forces, millions strong. So drink them if you got them, soldiers. Uh, she'll pull a, a flask out of her jacket pocket and takes a quick swig. I'll take a nip if you don't mind. Uh, she'll pass it down to you. <laughs> it's like, you know, like half the size that you are. It's a tall flask. It's all right. I just got a. Zenia will take it from her hand and hand it to Sprouts because okay. I don't think that she should be bending in her condition. I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. It's a little dead. <laughs> Look, Doc. I I hate to disappoint you, but we didn't know nothing coming in. We sure didn't know nothing coming out. We were told to go here, so we did, and now we don't know what to do. Well, I do not expect that there will be any more anyone else behind us. Renoa, or what is left of it, is now with the swarm. Well, I, I do not doubt that, but they've been taking down the bridges uh, across the Deathmar all day long, so we should at least have time to regroup, regroup and, and rest. Right now, we are going to sit tight until we get some additional orders and do the best we can to protect these civilians under our roof. Um, if I remember correct, what didn't we see like an extremely large swarm component come out of the ground at one point? Inside Bernoa, there was definitely, I mean, you saw like the outlines in the the smoke of yeah something gargantuan in the city it was yeah. it was Godzilla like size but you just saw you know shadows and, and flashes I think uh, I would I think Devasha would bring that up because potentially if something that large is in Bernoa it very much could you know come towards Fort Gallant mm -hmm. um she, she just nods her head as you talk about that uh there, there's definitely as you guys remember from episode one rumors of of massive swarm components uh they they haven't been uh seen in in the war thus far but this is a new invasion force uh potentially dropping in from from orbit so they might have brought in some some new players into the game well and we saw something come from the sky right oh uh, that was the satellite that like mm -hmm. this like a, yeah, well, the entire satellite that there were yeah, tons of, of ships as well, uh, landers and things like that. So imagine just um, massive starships that can carry thousands of swarm components in them. Um, right. Giant, giant locusts that uh, just come in and land and drop their little swarm babies. Well, Captain, then uh, I can see that you are a bit occupied at the moment. But uh, do you have any orders for us? Um, as you guys are, are finishing, you know, talking to to her and asking questions, um, uh, the the medics and Zinnia finish with the prosthetic, and she kind of nods in approval as she uh, pushes herself off the desk 
um, testing the augmentation, flexing her her new leg at the knee, and says, uh, "This will do. At, at least I won't be dead weight if the swarm decides to surprise us in our sleep." Uh, she kind of considers you all uh, as you're, you know, maybe walking dead yourself, <laughs> very looking, you know, ragged and, and tired as maybe as much as she is. Well, well fought, soldiers. Now, now is the time you get some shut eye. Uh, it looks like you've earned it. But oh, oh wait. Uh, she calls back Lieutenant Gorham uh, into the room, uh, who looks maybe a little squeamish at the, the sight of all the blood here, and uh, says, uh, you all will want to talk with Quartermaster Jenkser. If, if you need something, uh, some new equipment, uh, she can, you know, over the next few hours, fabricate gear that we do not have on hand. But if you put in your order now, it'll be ready in the morning. Uh, Lieutenant Gorham here will set you up with uh, an allowance of UPBs. Make them count... Uh, don't think we're going to be getting any resupplies anytime soon. Lieutenant Gorham can like hold the door open for you guys if you want to head on out. And he's got a metallic order form engraved with allowances. He'll he'll pass out to you as you you leave. Uh, each of them is one thousand UPBs. Ah, oh, that's handy. All right. You can spend here in the 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 quartermasters section. So uh, wait, we each get one thousand or one thousand split among us. 1,000 each, so <laughs> 5K in total. Yeah, the SDF. Uh, when they can, they are going to be shelling out the UPBs. Resupply and uh, maybe get a new weapon or something like that. Um, so you guys uh, heading out, heading out of her office? Uh, yeah, I reckon so. Um, actually, before we go, uh, Zenia would like to look at the um, amputated leg and, and see if mm-hmm. I can get any, any kind of sample of, of dredger material or observe anything about the injury. You, you poking around her uh, <laughs> amputated leg? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I'm her doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, this is weird. I'm, are I'm you just going to drag the leg out <laughs> with you? No, I'm just looking to okay, see if there's just, anything just... notable about the about the injury, anything I can add to my data. Sure. The, the, the SCF... Um, uh, medics kind of like wrap it up and if you ask if in a few uh, minutes we find yeah. Zinnia outside with it tearing it apart with her talons I'm going to be <laughs> real upset <laughs> she's not strict at all she's a <laughs> she's undead <laughs> I need this flesh <laughs> uh, no you can take a look at it and definitely at the very least take some photographs of of the, the wounds and things like that um, but they look very typical judger Wins. Oh yeah, you, you can compare them to your your own side where the the dredger hit you in the Battle of Bernoa. They've got basically just giant hooks that they uh, like uh, pierce into flesh and then just kind of like rip downwards. Um, and then their their bites, of course, are extremely easily distinguishable because they are three clawed mouth, a trifurcated mouth. So <laughs> you don't get uh, many other wounds that look like that in nature. Um, but yeah, you can you can inspect the leg, get a good deal of information off of it. Okay. And uh, as you guys are, are leaving the commander's office, uh, it, it's getting dark out now. Uh, Lieutenant Gorham seems to have some other business, just kind of points you in the direction of the quartermaster's station, uh, as well as the barracks, where he says you can get some, some rest. He says... Uh, you all need anything, Jinxer can make it from UPBs. Uh, and then feel free to chow down, grab a bunk. We were a, a full platoon here, but, well, we've lost a few. So there are a lot of free beds. 
And as you guys are walking downstairs back into the courtyard here, there is a, a small group of civilians just kind of waiting for you uh, at the bottom of the stairs. See an older human uh, man, very underdressed for the weather in a tacky tourist shirt, a, a young human woman with dark hair and a, a large jacket and a contemplative little scientist lab coat. There are a few others behind them as well, uh, but these three walk up to you all as you are coming out and just kind of surround you, all talking at once, you know, patting you on the back. Um, There's some hugs, congratulating you and thanking you for your service, of course. The tourist says, uh, the name's Elliot Stilts, of the Absalom Stilts. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks so much. Uh, Do you have any news from Bernoa? You got a lead on casualties there? Casualties were significant, but uh, we have no firm numbers, I am afraid. Uh, This guy still nearly trips over his shoes, kind of walking backwards in front of you, Trest, as he's talking and not really looking where he's going. Uh, The woman embraces uh, Devajo and then goes and and gives a a little, a teeny hug to uh, Sprouts and says, Thank you for your service to Susculin. I, I just want to let you know I'll, I'll keep you in my prayers to Iomade each night. Uh, Tress, she comes in and hugs you as well, and there's a spark of energy between you and her as she lays her arms around you. You feel the, the same feeling you got when you shook Jeldemark's hand the day before. The contemplative kind of drones on, hovering above you and, and says, Soldiers... Please, if you are in the mood to be scanned and tested, we have set up a makeshift laboratory and any genetic matter you would like to donate to our studies will be greatly appreciated. Science officer Zinnia, is it? We would love to compare notes with you as well. I was about to ask, what what sort of uh, field of study are you in? All fields of study, all sciences. I am Utek, the scientist. It's a pleasure to meet you, Utek. I would love to trade notes on xenobiology and uh, especially about the swarm. Anything to help us uh, in the in the fray. Any with- pleasure derived in our interactions will be solely on your side of the relationship. Okay. Zenia, <laughs> <laughs> who who are these guys, and why do they want our blood? I don't. I don't know. I I thought I thought they were nice, but I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, that guy seems like sort of a jerk. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to roll an intimidate to make him go away. I am not. Watch out, Sprouts! They want your, they want your sap. Get away! I am not talking to the Raxalite, nor the Shirin, nor the rest of you. Just Zinnia. Listen, buddy. I get all the time in the world. You don't, but I do. Okay, that is good. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. If you have valuable, um. Uh, data or anything about about the swarm, I, I would love to to trade notes with you or at least see what you have, have some idea of anything. Then you are invited to the science laboratory and I will point you in that direction or follow me if you would like. I cannot stop you. Okay, okay. Thank you. You are not welcome. Uh, <laughs> he, he can't stop you because his arms are too short. <laughs> yeah, he, I, do, I do not have the physical capabilities of stopping you. So, contemplative man, uh. the best, best, best alien in Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> now, listeners, again, we have threatened Patrick to make contemplatives if he ever kills any of our characters. Just imagine this voice all the time. I don't know why this is canon. They all talk like this, though. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, uh, anyone here can uh, give me a uh, well, give me a sense motive check first. Tell you, tell you what do you have to think about these? Oh, jeez. Hey, not too bad. Oh, looks like everybody except Sprouts. Well, no, uh, Sprouts rolled a one and got a ten, so and still rolled better than Devasho and Echo Seven. <laughs> Um, is any interest? Something just seemed off about this interaction. Uh, you're not sure. It, it doesn't seem maybe like something uh, the contemplative said. Um, maybe Sprouts was feeling that there's some other motive for this contemplative being here and inviting Zinnia back. But Zinnia and Tressy, you had a feeling about this girl. Something seemed off about her. Uh, the, the one that was giving you all hugs. Uh, everyone make me a perception check. Hmm. 23. Four. Ooh, six. Oh. Natural one. Oof. Still beat me. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, a couple of little rolls there. Oh, yes. All right, good. Nobody sees anything that happens, but uh, just a uh, point of reference here. This is what she looks like. Oh, man, she looks super suspicious. <laughs> now that you see that there's art for the character. Uh, yeah, she she walks away. Um, are you guys heading over to the, the quartermaster now? Zinni, do you want to head to the science lab? Yeah, I kind of want to go to the science lab. Does Can I bring a friend? Uh, uh, you can, but I will tell you that if you don't have that science officer kind of status, uh, they're not going to invite them in. All right. Well, yeah, I'll go alone then. <laughs> do you have Split any... party. <laughs> do you have any... Um, Bye, toots. <laughs> any, any orders you want to put in? Anything you need um, created, uh, fabricated? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't have anything to buy right now. Some pretty simple things that you can can make. Um, oh, actually, some serum, serums of healing. I'll order two of those. Sure. You actually, um, well, you'll find out in a little bit that they're not going to be able to make them there. But oh no, you think that if you have some time, perhaps you might be able to make a, a serum of hearing with... A serum of hearing? A, a serum... <laughs> Of, it's uh, like no, a serum wait. of healing, a but, serum but, of but healing. It, makes you, it makes you hear real good. Uh, you, you might be able to create a, a serum of healing in a science, a fully stocked science lab. So cool. as you guys are walking through the camp over to the quartermasters here, uh, some other people kind of like, um, uh, thank you from afar as you're walking through. Other people kind of look too tired, too beaten down to uh, to even pay any notice. Um, over there, mm-hmm. uh, you you get up to the building that looks kind of like a, a workshop, and uh, you see the Fort Gallant's quartermaster is a, a spry, uh, soaky woman uh, named Jankser. Uh, she operates out of its. Uh, kind of like a half tent, half structure garage. And um, she has most of her equipment on the back of a half track SDF vehicle, like a, a mobile tech station here. Uh, when you approach her, uh, she, she hears your, um, uh, you, you guys hear the, the sound of a, a matter printer humming away and uh, Jankster kind of smoothing down a piece of metal with a, a belt sander. And she gives you a toothy grin as, as uh, she hears you coming up and, and says, well, you must be the group that just made it out across the bridge. Greetings. Hopefully the commander set you up with the UPB allowance by now. Got anything you need me to make? Some healing serums would be nice. No, can't make those. Sorry. Just uh, just got UPBs for, for uh, weapons, armor, things like that. Hmm. 
our magical printer's busted. Sorry, just uh, nothing organic or no no hybrid items. Uh, those are going to have to wait. So no serums, but maybe the medtent's got some some trained dogs that can patch you up overnight. Make sure you're tip-top in the morning. All right. I'll have a look at your wares. Uh, she kind of gestures to a few plastic containers in the back of her vehicle and says, I got most of the standard issue equipment, but if you want something specially made, it'll just take a couple hours to print it up. I could probably do a, a, a few custom items for you. Um, also, if you want to slag anything, get some UPBs back. I can do that for you, too. Status clarification. Broken machinery. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, if, if you have something that you don't want anymore, she can break it down into 10% of its original cost in UPBs. Restatement for clarification. You have broken equipment. Very confused at, at, at what you're saying The thing here. to make the stuff is broken. The magical thing she just told are, us are is you, broken. Are, are you, <laughs> oh, that was like a Are, are you declaring ago. that or are you asking a question? I'm asking what is broken. I'm trying to do it in character, but it's not working. Oh, that, like I said, that was a few sentences ago, so I was very confused. Uh, the magical printer is indeed busted. B-b-busted. Is there something we can do to rectify that situation? Uh, she explains if you uh, uh, have the capability to uh, print magical matter that is required, like pieces, to fix the uh, the magical printer, then yes. But if not, then she has to wait and get back to basically another place that can produce parts for it. So she can fix it herself, but not if she cannot create the parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's got a, a pretty complete inventory of basic weapons, first, second level, uh, melee weapons, small arms, long arms, and various armor uh, on hand that she can kind of um, adjust to your your size and, and form. Uh, give them some time. Um, but uh, yeah, if you need anything beyond that, um, like say up to level three crafted, then uh, that will will take some time um and you guys don't have to decide right now um because we'll, we'll have some time between this week and next week's episode but definitely be making your list up um is there anything that you guys uh, uh know you, you want to do want to, to to have purchased or created any any weapons or armor particularly uh, i was thinking about some armor upgrades haven't decided on one but are there any of those that she might be able to make uh yeah like like i said most of the first and, and second level ones um no um fusions um okay. actually you know what she'll she'll have like level one fusions like simple ones um okay already crafted but uh she, she wouldn't be able to craft anything higher than that yeah. um but yeah so basically nothing magical outside of level one stuff and no serums right correct well yeah serums are are indeed magical healing yeah i'm gonna look at uh armor upgrades and uh technological upgrades mm-hmm yeah you can just kind of slot them in right as, oh, yeah. as a, a robot boy uh, Rebecca, I know you're not with the group, but was there anything for, for Zinnia that you're thinking of? Uh, no, I'm going to have to do some shopping between episodes. Um, I am dumping my hygiene kit, by the way. No! <laughs> I, think that, so. <laughs> I don't think I'll get anything for that, but yeah, I'm, I'm leaving that behind. I'm, I'm just going to describe every episode how stinky and, and <laughs> oily <laughs> your know. face is. I was telling Jabert before we recorded, like... Uh, I, I feel like it's going to come up now that I'm getting rid of my hygiene kit, but it's one bulk. It's one bulk. Like that's a lot, you know, like for my carrying capacity. So anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's a whole bunch of very light 
um, bulk things in there, and then just like a huge one bulk uh, bar of soap. Oh, right. like yeah. a massive <laughs> like, I was are, I was joking that it was like a, like a like a full a full bottle of conditioner in there, and like <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a, a, a ten pound per plus bottle. Yeah. Um, I, but it's made out of glass when they used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Um, what about sprouts? You you looking for anything fun? Well, I'm probably gonna look at uh, possibly some armor. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm still kind of trying to suss out my options. Well, you probably need uh, a gun, right? Some kind of weapon, because as you go and and look for your your weapon, uh, it is gone. Wait, someone took my weapon? It's it's not on your back. It's there's not a lot of places to hide this on your person. So well, that's yeah. new information. <laughs> Yep. As soon as yeah. you get here and start looking through your stuff, it it seems to have been misplaced. I wonder who uh, who got hugged a little a little while ago by some random lady that we then had to roll a sense motive check on. Oh, well, someone's going to die. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just remembered that Zinnia's uh, gun is broken. Can I get that fixed? That is something that Jenkser can do very easily. Uh, okay. No okay. charge required. Sweet. So just to circle back, uh, do I have my sword? Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys can can look through the rest of your stuff. Looks like just uh, perhaps a an azimuth laser pistol has has gone missing here. Sprouts is probably going to start like cursing himself and and kind of march off looking for his weapon. Uh, anybody else want to go with him, or you guys going to? Have, have we slept yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so Echo Seven's going to go with Sprouts. But there's going to be little cracks in the uh, in the the performance here, as as he can't. He's already failed to do the robot voice once this episode. <laughs> you know, it has been about an hour or so since you guys uh, have have gotten here in camp. Um, just just for fun, let let's do a, a sleep deprivation roll for everybody. We we didn't get to that in the previous episode, but we we're right on the cusp there, hour nine or hour ten of the Force March. So what do we do for a sleep deprivation? Oh, sorry. I guess I should probably explain the rules of the <laughs> game here. Uh, that is indeed going to be a, a fortitude save as well. Boy, I'm going to wear out this button. Now we... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got like a 12 minus like, I don't know, 12. So Minus 12. I mean, whatever all the, all the negatives I'm taking right now are. <laughs> I got a six, so... Ten. Oh, so since we're exhausted, is it a negative three to this? Uh, yeah. So this this is well. I don't think exhausted gives you a negative on what on constitution or anything. Oh no. Now. Yes. Strength. Oh, okay. okay. Strength and dex checks, but um, it is indeed a fortitude save that is going to be. It's just DC fifteen right now as you're you're fighting off sleep. Um, but failing it, uh, <laughs> well, you would be become fatigued or exhausted again but uh i think just about everyone is so uh i think the only one this could affect is is sprouts but you you've rolled yourself awake with a uh, an 18 on that safe so he's kind of slaps himself a couple times like unwraps a new lollipop um so echo seven sprouts uh devasho and trest who are by my count let me just check my math here almost dead are you gonna go with them as well i'm i mean this seems like a great idea. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, how much trouble could he get into on this military base? Oh, have you met Sprouts? <laughs> uh, I haven't really seen him in action, no. So I think he's going to be just fine. So I'm going to go get some sleep. Um, Davasho. 
I should probably look after my squad mates. I, I will join you, but uh, if there is any sign of trouble, I'll cover your retreat. <laughs> so it's like another uh, 10, 20 minutes of pacing through the camp. Uh, keep, in, keep in a lookout for her um, before you do indeed uh, nearly catch her red-handed. She's uh, coming out of a, a tent that does not seem to be her own and uh, uh, you do see some bulges in, in her jacket now. Uh, and she says, oh, oh, he- hello, it's it's you all again. Uh, thank you again so much for your service. Don't you hello me, doll. You know what you did. Yeah, see? I, I don't I don't know what you all are, are talking about. My gun. Cough it up. I, what is, what is he talking about? She, she's looking at Devasho and, and Echo now. Oh, forgive me for being forward, but it has been a... Long and trying day for me. So, please, his azimuth laser pistol is missing, and you seem to be the prime suspect. Either give a decent alibi or give it back. And I'm going to try an intimidate check here. Mm. But it's chaw-based, so no minuses, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think exhausted, you get a minus to just about every skill. So, yes, minuses. Oh, crap. Is that true? I think most skills, attack yeah. Rolls, melee, Armor class, attack initiative. rolls, melee damage, reflex saves, initiative checks, strength and dexterity, but and ability yep. checks. So Yep, that's, well, it's not an ability check. It's not an ability and check. It's, it's not a strength and dex based skill. It's a cha. So no, no minus to this. Oh, all right. Nice. Yeah. I'm just looking at tired and angry and a 19. Uh, so uh, you, you maybe see her lilt back a little bit and she says, oh, oops, <laughs> sorry about that. It's uh, hard times out here, soldier. And something like this is going to be worth triple in a few days or whatever price I decide to set. You can't blame an aspiring businesswoman like me for trying, can you? She smiles, gives you uh, a wink, sprouts, as uh, your your goon behind you is, is doing all your dirty work. And um, uh, she pulls out the, the pistol from like tucked into her pants behind her, her jacket. And uh, we'll kind of uh, cough her it up to you. Good. Now get out of here while you can still walk. Yeah, see? <laughs> um, that sounded like a threat, but you all don't look like you're in much of a position to threaten anyone. You look beaten to heck and back. What's what's your name, soldier? Says uh, Marlo on your I didn't tag, but imagine a cute little guy like you goes by something more personal. Dollface, it's not a threat. It's a promise. Scram. Oh, listen, Raxlite, I've dealt with your kind before, and I know you're all smiles and pleasantries until push comes to shove, and you're wielding a knife and as tall as you are, and, and the dragonkin's missing a kidney. <laughs> uh, something does alight in you as, as she says that. She, she says that she has dealt with other Raxalites here before. Oh, huh. Might be useful after all. You said you dealt with other Raxalites? You seen one around here named Briar? Uh, she kind of looks like she's recollecting something, and as you do, uh, you don't even notice it, but she's just, like, flipping and, like, juggling, like, a little stiletto knife in her hand, like, twirling it between her fingers. Uh, she seemed to have materialized it out of thin air. Not really menacingly, just kind of like, you know, she's not even thinking about it. Uh, my pops had a meeting with one of your kind a few months ago. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the little flower's name was Briar. Where was she head? Uh, before she gets into this, why, why don't you give me a culture check now that uh, you've got some some more info here? 
see if you can make some connections. Is um, the culture check ten or less? Never mind. No, no. <laughs> what what did you get, Sprout? Uh, Twenty-seven. Nineteen on this. Okay. Um, after looking her over, she's you know maybe mud caked and things like that. And the reference to her pops. Uh, you believe this to be a criminal by the name of uh, Render, the Render crime family, which is kind of like the the gaudies of Susculum. Um, oh yeah, I get she, a plus five to crime stuff, don't I? <laughs> well, then that's like a 32. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she continues and says, uh, Lil Briar had some dirt on an associate of my father's and set a meeting. Never seen as tough a little weed as her. She said she was looking for an android by the name of Andia who had been running with a tough crowd here on Susculum. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. Well, this android fell into a, a gang or a cult or some such thing, and uh, here is, uh, as much as my father could tell, uh, got arrested for attacking an SDF soldier, fell into the justice system pretty hard, but supposedly wouldn't join the army, so they sent her to the Scorpion. That's uh, SQ Correctional Facilities. And with that, Briar left an envelope on my father's desk and, and left. Is this Briar your woman, Sprouts? Partner. Short glass of water like you, I figure the Raxlag girls couldn't keep their little robot tentacles off of you. I'll lay out the business. This envelope, where it send her? Um, so she'll she'll describe uh, the Scorpion. It's 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 a maximum um, security penitentiary on the the East Coast, north of Rio City. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of something like kind of fitting way to end the conversation because she, she I, I like that she's playing the kind of the, the femme fatale character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys. Uh, um, this is a, a full character art in the book here that uh, I don't know if you can describe her, but she definitely looks. Uh, Swarthy, I, I guess I, I would describe her. A little swarthy, uh, blue frosted lips, long dark hair, and indeed uh, what looks like perhaps um, thieves' gloves of, of some sort. She looks very capable with that knife. Uh, she, she does put it away when she realizes it. She's like flipping it a few feet in front of your face. Um, um, as, as you're kind of like pondering over that info, um, she'll say, listen, it seems like just about everything on this side of the uh, relationship is is coming from me. I gave you your weapon back, gave you this information. How about a little re- reciprocation my way and we not make a big deal about this thievery. You look the other way and we all forget this ever happened. I can play ball. What are you thinking about? Well, like I said, I'm an aspiring businesswoman and I've got mouths to feed off planet. So you don't tell the SDF command what I'm doing here and... Nobody else needs to know. Uh, Sprouts kind of thinks about it for a second and then looks kind of up at her, gives her the once over and just nods. Is that okay with your two uh, goons, your muscle? They'll be fine. <laughs> there's a there's a Susculin saying that. What are you uh, laughing at? <laughs> oh, just you speaking for me. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Tyler, if you uh, recognize who's the boss of this party so far, but <laughs> just about to say, no, it's okay. <laughs> let, me, let me just check my alignment. Oh, yes. Very fine. Very fine with that. <laughs> well, I mean, feel free to object right now if you'd like, but you're going to have to fight Sprouts and I don't think you can take them. <laughs> Yeah, he's got all his RP. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really want you guys to get lawful good on this and like pick a fight with her because she was going to just stab you to death. (laughs) Just Tyler first, take out the 
the trucks. Yeah, but it's it's such a it's such a kind of Philip Marlowe thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you guys are okay with that, she'll uh, give you a, little, a wink and a nod and uh, just kind of goes back to what she was doing. And you see her uh, go up to Elliot Stilts, who uh, indeed looks like a rich idiot. And uh, she'll start, like, hugging him and, and giving him the, the same shakedown. Oh, right. So that was indeed Anasia Render of the Render crime family. Uh, after after she walks away, Echo Seven looks down at Sprites and says, "Sprites, Sprouts, I'm gonna take that again. <laughs> I'll be a thirst, kid." <laughs> uh, so after that, uh, Echo Seven's gonna look down at Sprouts and say, "Sprouts, we've got such an interesting backstory, man. I want to hear all about it." <laughs> I hate to interrupt pleasantries, but I am about to die. So if I can move on and get to a medical facility, I will leave you to your troubles. Yeah, well, now that those two SCF medics are indeed uh, done fitting the the commander with uh, the prosthetic, uh, you can go to them and they have like low, low grade tier SDF um serum patches you know they'll do like one or two hit points at a, at a time and uh, they will indeed see to your wounds so they'll treat you and before you go to sleep so you guys can get all of your hp back before you do before you head off but uh before we get too too far there um a quick note uh, from this section: We had a couple of fan-created NPCs uh, in the in this part. Oh, yeah? I couldn't couldn't really describe which ones were until after uh, you you got ton, done talking to them. But I just want to thank Olivia and Eric, um, two other uh, of the NPC winners from from the season three challenge, uh, for making respectively Utek the contemplative and Elliot Stilts. <laughs> oh, nice. I assume that uh, the the Absalom stilts are um, are like a polo team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a water polo, but indeed the horses are in the water. So. Space, space water polo, yes. That's yes. what I meant, yes. <laughs> it's swimming horses. Um, <laughs> sea horses is what it is. <laughs> Very small game. Uh <laughs> Well, that's canon now. I'm just gonna have to stamp that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I realized I, I had to say that after this section, the entire section was done. Because if I uh, I was really hoping that you're gonna punch Utek in the head for stealing your gun at first, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, you did notice something was just a little off. Her cloying um, uh, prayers to uh, to the gods. Uh, just didn't seem real, and in fact, we're not. Um, before we get to sleep, let's get back to Zinnia, who is maybe walking behind uh, Utek, uh, who continues to talk to you as you're you're trailing after him, and says, uh, "Fine, you may simply follow me. I can allow you to make use of our science tent. It is right this way. I'm glad your fellow soldiers did not follow as well because they were not in." invited it is a sterile environment and i can see plainly that you like to keep yourself well cleaned with a uh, a kit of some sort a hygiene kit if you will right i always keep my hairbrush right with me that disinfectant <laughs> soap Deep is heavy. coming off of you <laughs> it's it's heavy but it's very important for science uh you can walk into this uh what looks like a sterile white plastic temporary um 
kind of tent uh, through a few zipped flap doors that become hermetically sealed. And after a quick decontamination spray, you're invited inside to see uh, a few human scientists, uh, maybe a Kasothan uh, at some makeshift workstations and, and labs. And uh, Utex says, this is where we are gathering data points and attempting to beam the information to our ship still in orbit. It is hard going, but we have found solace in keeping busy here. What ship is that? Who are you working for? What other corporation is there? But uh, as as uh, he continues to talk, a scientist walks up, introduces themselves uh, and says, BBRC, of course. The name is Dr. Enten Galfi. Uh, welcome, Private. Step right this way. Very slick-looking human male. Kind of nerdy, but tall-toned, silver streaks in his black hair. I, I took the liberty of scanning your ident earlier and, and saw you were indeed part of the BBRC research family. You studied on Ilum Chuva under Project Emphis Banya. Is that correct? I did. That's true. Um, we might not have Infosphere information, but our databanks on all research projects is up to date here at the the, the lab. Uh, most of us here in the fort are as well are working under BBRC contracts and I've tasked um, others, including now yourself. Um, I, I have been tasked by Corporate HQ to collect data, give out assignments, that sort of thing while in the field. And while I understand you are a, a working member of the SDF, the, the Defense Force, Sadly, your contract with the corporation still needs to be filled. You understand? Of course I do. He hands you a, a, a small bag, fairly bulky case inside of it. And opening it, you see um, like a, a metal briefcase kind of branded with BBRC uh, insignia on the sides. And on the, the, the top of it, the words Xenobiology Field Kit Mark 1 and hands this over to you and says, uh, the next time you're out there, we're going to need more than just accounts or photography, whatever you have. Uh, anecdotal evidence is not going to fly. We need samples. Really dig past the carapace, go for the juicy bits when you make your extractions. Whatever you can gather from a component's remains will help, though. Uh, this is a indeed a xenobiologist field kit. I believe this is from the it's from, from the calm. Calm, yeah. So this is a fairly new piece of tech. A uh, level two is light bulk, but is designed for indeed scientists like yourself to do science in the field and gives you a, a bonus to checks to identify and call information about flora and fauna if you have a few minutes to do so. Basically the, the time to to check in on them. Uh, as, as you're taking a look through the, the kit there, there's a uh, a bulkier, older looking scientist in the back of the room who kind of snorts very loudly. Uh, you see him momentarily look up from his microso microscope and, and just kind of give you the old glance up and down Zinnia before shaking his head and, and turning back to his work. Uh, Dr. Golfi kind of brings you closer as you're, you're looking at the kit and says... Listen, we all need to pull our weight here. Do not tell your superiors or your fellow soldiers about your research for the company. I watched earlier today as the military opted to burn our labs in Brnoa to the ground before we could collect our databases there. The tip-top command apparently had a slash-and-burn policy that made it so our data didn't fall into swarm hands or claws or whatever it is they have. Anyway... That is not a BBRC-approved policy. If you die 
private, make sure that this case gets back to me or another project manager. Do you understand, Zinnia? Yes, I do. Good, good. You will be compensated at every data drop. Any information you can funnel our way or any live subjects you might be able to capture will net you a great deal of recompense. Uh, and if you have need of this lab while you're here, please make use of it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to try and touch base with you in another week or so if I can contact your commander and find out your whereabouts we'll set up a drop if we're still here in fort gallant that'll be fairly easy but i come and go i have to say it's so typical that they wouldn't recognize the value of our work don't you agree if they could they'd burn it all to the ground and leave it behind in favor of some guns and ammunition if it weren't for us they would have no idea what they were up against that's what we are trying to do here um zinnia do you indeed have some things you want to do before you uh, get to bed. Um, like I said, if you want to spend some time crafting uh, seal, uh, serums of healing, then you can. Um, each one's going to take a, a good deal of, of time, but uh, they basically have the, the equipment here to kind of cobble them together. Okay. Um, does uh, being a tinker uh, reduce that time at all? Is that your... It's a racial ability, the Strix. I don't think it will reduce the time, but you get a bonus to what engineering is as well. Yeah, it might it might just be crafting technical and technological items. So, do you have a rank in apply here? Do you have a rank in mysticism? Uh, yes. Uh, that's all you need. No, I don't. Oh, I don't okay. have a rank in mysticism. Oh. It's not a class skill. Then, yeah. indeed, you cannot make them yourself. I cannot make them myself. Okay. Um, great. Can Anything I order you... them from anybody here? <laughs> uh, you Nobody know what? would make one for me? <laughs> I was about to say, uh, <laughs> let's say yes. Um, if some of the scientists like have some free time, uh, they're going to cost a little bit more. They're going to cost like 10% more. So we'll call it 55 credits or UPBs hmm. or whatever, wherever you got to. All right. I'll take two. All righty. Uh, and then after, after doing some, some work here and getting the lay of the land, you head and sleep as well. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so you guys can maybe eat something very quickly. And then uh, as you trundle into the barracks one by one, uh, Trest, you're you're already well asleep before everyone else comes back. But uh, they're, they're still yeah, just sawing, sawing them space logs. It's pretty easy to find a uh, an unladen bunk. It looks like some of them have been stripped recently, um, but a lot of soldiers are on guard duty overnight. So you can hop into their bed. And, and I will. Uh, sleeping here for eight or nine hours is indeed going to remove the exhausted condition, the fatigue condition that you guys might have. Um, beds aren't super comfortable, uh, just standard military issue. But at this point, I think everyone is just asleep, like out like lights. Uh, you guys are back to full HP, and when you rest up, you're going to get your SP, your stamina back, as well as all your RP. So, woohoo! Ooh, yeah. oh, by the way, before I go to sleep, um, Zenny is going to plug her batteries into the dowel in the in the wall. Yeah, Jenkser. Sure <laughs> uh, has the capability of. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to um, disrobe basically from your armor, but she can charge up your. Your armor as well overnight. Um, the the generators here at the the fort are, are capable of doing that uh, free of charge. Um, and yeah, that night as you guys sleep, uh, it is easy to get to sleep. But once you're there, you know you, you do toss and turn every once in a while, kind of shaken awake by some of the the visions of 
of the Battle of Brenoa, the space dock crashing into the, the hillside, still still haunts Trest and, and Sprouts, who, who are maybe shaken the most by that. Uh, Xenia, you dream of, of smoke rising from the city and kind of mixing into the clouds, forming like this huge winged beast that kind of sweeps over Susculin and was chasing you the entire time you march. But Devasho, you, like the others, out like a light, but as soon as your dreams come, you find yourself seemingly wide awake again in the, the empty barracks. The camp is empty and is dark as night. The darkness kind of just invades the corners of your senses, making it so you can't see very further past like 10, 15 feet. As you're walking around here, you feel the cold creeping up on you. Rhyme begins to swirl and form icy paths on your chitin uh, before chipping away. You kind of feel the pain underneath your hide. And we see you, your, your breath before you in the air begins to send cold shivers and, and quakes down your spine. And it's in, in this dream that a voice, the voice of your moat once again calls out to you here. Davasho. Oh, is that you, moat? I can protect ourselves, but we must want to take on this power. We will act as our shield if we, if we, Davasho, strengthen our resolve. My resolve is already strong, and your whispers, something about them seems not right. Uh, there is a massive explosion behind you, a shockwave that sends you kind of like flying forward, but you realize it is like a projection of yourself. The memory of you being blown off of the Karazan bridge and you see yourself just lying on the ground, dying there if it weren't for Trest, but Trest is not here. And you watch as kind of the light goes out in your eyes. The moat says, there are many things we fear and there are many things that we can do to never feel fear powers we may offer ourselves. We must protect that which seeks to kill us. We, we must protect ourselves from that which seeks us harm. There are, are some more visions here. You see yourself walking through the snow and the ice, succumbing to hypothermia as you walk and kind of falling, letting the snow cover you up. And then another vision of dozens of dredgers this time, whose claws pierce your armor plating and hook into your body pulling you apart excruciatingly slow these these things can happen to us they can happen to you T tell us would you rather not let the cold bite us or would we like to take solace in the pain when we receive it i just want to make it back home to my family we can protect us we can give us this power the the moat kind of forms up in front of you into your shield hovering over you, protecting you from these these visions, getting in your way, blocking you. You can see through it, but you have a, a feeling indeed of it um, wanting to help. It is beckoning you to take hold of it as it says, choose one, choose and, and take us to seal this bond and we shall continue to grow more powerful by the day. Uh, before you do, Tyler, go ahead yes. and have Devon show make me a a will save 
I remember the last time I had to make a will save for one of your scenes. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. This is this is not like that at all. You do have you are still exhausted at this point, so there, there's some negatives here. Not to worry about. A natural okay. twenty is going to get you through this. Oh well, then here, let me just knock that out for you. Oh, okay, I rolled a four. Okay, um, book re-roll or no? You've already used that. I've already used it, so that's going to stand. All right. Well, I was about to say if you if you roll this, you have. A, a choice almost to say no, but right now you, Devancho, is so tired, so sick from the last day of fighting and nearly dying. You have to pick one of these. I mean, I think I so, think it's kind of like you, you said he's exhausted and and he almost died. Mm-hmm. And his, I mean, you know, I think there he has curiosity as to what's happening here. So I think he would reach out. Right. You have a couple of options. Um, these are, are two different paths that the moat is kind of backing you down. One is related to the cold, the, the, the winter perhaps you've experienced, and the other specifically to pain and having it inflicted on you. Uh, two things you have experienced a great deal in your time in the, the SDF so far. Um, what, um, what, do you, what do you think Devasho would pick between the cold and the pain? I think he would pick the path of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, in this like fugue-like dreamy state, you just like reach forward and you can, um, it hurts to, to take your shield up, but as, as soon as you do, um, it does feel energizing, like a, oh, a wealth of energy, like flowing through your, your arm. Um, and it begins to blur those lines between excitement and energy and pleasure and the pain that you're feeling at the same time. We're going to talk about what that means in the future, um, but okay. Uh, at the same time, the the dream just kind of like comes to an end, and you just hear your name, you know, whispered over and over again until you're lulled into a a, a dreamless sleep that is probably the best sleep you've ever had in your entire life. Um, Just like a completely dead state. And when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel very different at all. You feel energized. You feel refreshed from a night's sleep. But indeed, you do feel slightly more powerful um, as you're, you know, kind of figuring out what this is. I think some of our, our listeners out there might understand what's going on. Uh, you all are awakened by Lieutenant Gorham, who who comes in after a while uh, into your tent and seems to be handing out orders to, to other soldiers and given assignments. There's, a, you know, a bit of a hubbub in the fort you can hear outside. And he uh, comes on over to you and says... Uh, Commander Najiri would like to speak to you again. Um, you all know the way back to your her office, right? Yes. Uh, he kind of leaves with that and allows you to collect yourselves. Do, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess you could tell me, Patrick. I think mm-hmm. Devasha would, one of the things that he would want to do is um, record a short message for his family and to send off. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he should do that if he feels like he has the time to do it now or he would have the time to do it after talking to the commander. Uh, yeah, you, you might have to... Um, talk into a comm unit, like a communal comm unit, like as you walk back there, but uh, what kind of thing is Devasho wanting to send off? Uh, he would just kind of, you know, speaking as he's as he's walking, he'd uh, say, Hey kids! Oh, and uh, hello to my dashing husband, of course. I want to send a quick transmission since it has been a while. Things have been hectic with training and assignments. I'm actually at Fort Gallant now. Compared to the open frozen fields of Suscalon, I feel like I am living in luxury here. Oh, and I'm a part of a new squad. Midnight Squad. Yeah, I, uh, I think the name a bit cheesy, but I'm warming up to it. 
Plus, it has the best squad mates an FDF soldier could ask for. Your dad couldn't be safer now that he has such dependable teammates. I hope that all of you are doing well with your training and schoolwork. Do not forget Gavantes. Your music tutor sends me regular reports, so no slacking with your daily practice. <laughs> I want to hear your new composition when I make it home. I am excited because I know you've been putting a lot of effort towards it. I am proud of all of you, and I look forward to your next transmission every day. And I, I miss you all, but Dad needs to talk to Dad now. Alone, please. So go on before I start gushing over all of you some more. Are they, are they gone? So uh, I do not know what reports you've heard about Bernoa, but it's so much worse. I was there, and the swarm fell down on the city like ash from the volcanoes of Castrovel. Remember that nature vid we saw about the feathered rincrotas? I miss watching those ridiculous, esoteric documentaries together. Uh, the swarm will probably be all over the fort soon, and I do not expect to send another transmission for a long time. I really am in a great squad, and fighting alongside them is giving me hope that we can indeed turn the war around. So so do not worry about about me. I miss you so, so much. And and may Hylax keep you safe, love. And recording. It's uh it's a little hard to record some bits of this message and you can hand it off to another soldier looking to to record a, an outgoing call. But uh the, the the courtyard is pretty loud outside the barracks. You can kind of like a trail behind a little bit to record some, but you have to meet back up with the rest of your squad as you are trying to make your way through the center of Fort Gallant, but are stopped by this this huge crowd around a central figure standing on a wooden crate, elevating himself a few feet above everyone else. Uh, a, a human man uh, with thinning hair wearing a, a dirty lab coat. Zinnia, this is the same scientist that gave you dirty looks in the, the science tent the previous night. Got some fun art for him too. This the guy science experiment, all right. <laughs> What's he look like? Craggy. Uh, mm. Like uh, it looks like the the villain in an Italian horror film. Mm. That it's is pretty apt. It's not it's, as old as I was expecting. I was expecting like a you know white hair and yeah. This guy's like in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, that's a very that's a very specific description. I like it. I like I, it. I was going to say also very apt. I I was going to say if uh, if uh, Admiral Adamo worked at a garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, a little less swarthy than uh, uh, than that, perhaps. But yeah, he's got a little a little green around the gills. Needs a shave. Uh, you can see attached to his lab coat's front pockets is a security ID form uh, from the the bronze beam uh, bronze bream research consortium uh, with a picture and his name printed on it that says Lochwort comma Z and he seems to be in the middle of the speech as you guys are trying to pass by where he says the SDF forces here have no idea what's actually happening I worked with the military intelligence an oxymoron if there ever was one worked with them in Bernoa for the last six months and the amount that they discovered about the swarm in that time couldn't fill a child's data pad. The psychic connection we've observed in swarm subjects is stronger here on Susculin than anywhere else in the vast. The swarms fortified its component's mind, bolstered its numbers, and it took the capital and probably two-thirds of the entire planet by this point. We're outgunned here, and the only option we have is to run or die. If you think you're safe here with a hundred or so soldiers to protect you, you are mistaken. 
If they wanted, the, the swarm could storm these fortifications and drag every one of you out during their sleep last night. The crowd erupts in, in cries of fear and anger. Some of them beginning to push one another, heading back to their camps, others staying to listen. Nearby soldiers grip their rifles tightly in anticipation of what might happen as a, a small handful of civilians kind of break off and, and make their way in your direction, demanding information or perhaps action. You see Elliot Stilts at the head of uh, this throng of people looking very scared before you all. It's getting a little dicey here. What what, what do you think you guys, were, your characters would do? I feel like Zinnia would be looking around to see if she can spot any of the other scientists that she saw in the tent. Um, Nobody nearby at the very least. Uh, looks like just this this guy, this loachwort. Uh, is the crowd bro- blocking our path to uh, uh, Gorham's tent area place? Uh, you don't see him nearby. Um, you're not sure where exactly he's he's stationed, but it uh, doesn't look like there's any um, uh, command personnel anywhere nearby. Just a lot of fresh-faced looking recruits holding their guns and maybe some of them looking a little scared at what this scientist is saying as well. All right, I'm going to go I'm going to go over to the uh, to the recruits um, and tell them to make sure that they're staying cool and they're not going to like they're not going to let themselves get all riled up and freaked out because the crowd is is uh, making a ruckus. It's all going to be cool. That sounds staying cool. Sounds like a diplomacy check, perhaps. All right. I have plus one in diplomacy. Excellent. So a little perfectly average, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I got an 11. Uh, They look you over and and uh, kind of nod. But I mean, they look scared themselves. Um, One of them kind of lowers his 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 weapon uh from from its upright position and you see him kind of like click the safety off on on the gun soldier you don't want to do this and i sort of sort of just put my hand ever so slightly towards my sword uh he uh you know it is almost like shouting like in your ear um and says uh you know there there are people out there that are crazy you don't know that they they attack sdf soldiers say we should give up and and let the swarm kill us all what if what if some of those people are here if they're here we'll deal with them when the time comes what we will not do is ready our weapons and agitate the crowd further uh and i look back towards uh towards uh sprouts and i sort of i sort of signal to him to like uh try, try to try to get this try to get these these crazy folks under control well, if you guys want to try and affect the crowd or the soldiers, whatever you'd like to do, um, you can also make it try to, for an intimidate check or if anyone else would like to try and say something calming to, to counteract what, uh, what, is, what is happening here. Uh, Sprouts rolled an intimidate check. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? Uh, 21. What do, you, what do you think little Sprouts would say? Uh, well, one, that's a success. <laughs> Two, what, <laughs> oh, what do you think boy. Sprouts would say in this sitch? So um, th- if I'm reading the situation right, so uh, everyone's kind of like uh, starting to kind of freak out by, by the <clears throat> xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Well, right. you, you hear you hear some cries of, of fear, some anger, perhaps. Maybe the the SDF is not going to be able to keep these people safe. All right. So uh, through all the rabble, uh, the rabble, you just hear a shot ring out in the ear er, in the air. All right. First guy that talks or tries to end up, identify anyone as crazy is going to get a headache you can't cure. There's no sense. 
getting out of sorts for no reason. I look back at the guards and I'm like, well, I guess I guess shooting a gun is probably maybe that's the right answer. I don't know anymore. It's hard for me to keep up with the kids these days. That definitely quiets down the crowd. Uh, and as I said, the intimidate does work. Uh, so a huge group of them just peels off, you know, like, oh, we weren't here. <laughs> kind of heads back to their their tent. You see Xantos, like, uh, or uh, this Loachwork fella, um, kind of visibly flinches as as you shoot the gun and says, Oh, of course, yes, a weapon that that will solve all of our problems here. People lose teeth talking like that. You want to hang around? You'll be polite. (laughs) Yeah, no, just like the SDF. Uh, I I would think better from someone with a science officer in your ranks than uh, to pull this kind of uh, intimidation and and browbeating. Oh, you got a head on your shoulders. Good. I'll take it out of here before I bust it. All right, Zinnia would step in and fly up 10 feet above the crowd just to Ooh. get some attention. Yeah, this is not the way to solve this. We we need to work together. We're on the same side here. Uh, he looks up at you and says, we're on the same side right now. The side of trying to live outside of this swarm invasion. Give it a couple of days. These people are going to be at each other's throats. The name is Xantos Loachwort, and I am probably the foremost expert on the swarm that this planet has left. Uh, I think Devasha would come up to Xanto and say, <laughs> I, it is reassuring to know we have someone so studied with, uh, so studied with the swarm in our ranks, but I understand you want to choose the path that leads to the best chance of survival. And I must ask you, do you think riling up a group of frightened civilians and creating discord in the camp is your best chance at survival. I may not agree with everything that the SDF has done or does, but I think that in unity we will find solutions and not in discord. And uh, I'm just going to try and do diplomacy. Okay. Why did I roll a five? Why did I roll a five? It's my best skill, and I rolled a five. Yeah, no worries there, Tyler. Uh, rolled a four on that. Uh, that we'll save earlier. Five here. Um, I know. It's just back to level one stuff. Xantos is is kind of fixed on on Zinnia flying above him, and will indeed shake you off and and say. Try and tell these people the truth, and all you SCF want to do is obfuscate things. Um, I'm going to go pack my bags. Tell me when you guys pull your heads out of your butts. And he'll he'll walk away, just kind of like muttering to himself. Uh, the, the crowd kind of dies off after this as well. And you guys can can move through the, the, the center of the fort with ease. And, I think uh, we'd better make our way to Nigiri. Did yeah. You, do you know that man? Me? Yes. He gave me a fishy look in the science lab. That must be why he... Uh, I was going to make a Nigiri thing. Also, I think your name's Nigiri. <laughs> um, uh, as you guys are you're making wary through the, the, the camp, you indeed see um, uh, Commander Nigiri uh, standing at outside of the the erstwhile commander's doors uh, at the top of the stairs, looking at what's going on in the the center. And she just kind of like um, walks back inside Uh, and you can meet back up with her in, in the office as, as you get back over there, Uh, you see her inside practicing a few off balance sidekicks standing on her prosthetic leg, uh, then putting weight off of it and on her, her other leg. Um, 
the chamber has tidied a bit from the the night before, and you see holographic maps of the surrounding region kind of projected onto to one of the walls here. Um, go ahead and, and make me a profession soldier or a perception check, as she doesn't seem to be hiding this this intel. <clears throat> well, don't worry, but it looks like everybody except uh, Devasho can can see pretty clearly from these map the entire region uh, the Brenoa region has been completely overtaken like there's just red on the entire area east of the Dethamar River as as you get closer uh, Commander Najiri offers you all uh, tin cups with some some hot coffee in it and uh, allows you to sit or, or stand as she speaks and says Earlier this morning, I received a call from President Daganan himself. Susquehanna's lost. Uh, she gestures backwards towards the map. In a few days, this is going to be all swarm country. We've got a lot of work to do before then, but we are going to let them have it. I'm sorry, did you say we are? It's going to be a bug planet in a matter of a week or so, no matter what. It's a full evacuation. Right. I know you all just got here and are probably pretty tired still, but I need you all to get suited up. We're going to be scuttling the fort in an hour or so to make our way west via convoy into the Sator region. We're going to assist with the planetary evacuation from Rio City. She downs her cup, which smells of something a little stronger than coffee, and says, Cheers. It's the end of the world, soldiers. There's a, maybe a little bit of, of levity as she smiles a bit, but chokes back um, what is a numbing reality as the words kind of sink into you all. She dismisses you and kind of begins rigorously checking her, her side on and says, You'll get your orders from Lieutenant Gorham. I have other squads to notify the civilians. You're dismissed, Midnight, midnight Squad. Oh, and one more thing, everyone. Yeah? Hmm? Hey! To be continued. Ah. Let that draw out <laughs> as, as long as I can. The mood is grim here. Things not going well. That's the end of the episode. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, you didn't think bum, bum, bum. it would it'd be a more downer note than the, the end of last week's episode where I almost blew you guys up. Yeah, I was going to say that was a dark and depressing ending. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, you just have to give up. I mean, well, oh, there's yeah. one planet. There there are not some for some of us it's our home there are not many planets that have ever repealed a swarm invasion like the pact has got a few of them uh that's about it (laughs) so i mean i think the key is prevention how do we prevent it from happening in the first place giant cans of raid (laughs) well it's something maybe if you we only had like four or five more books to figure out (laughs) You might be able to do it, but uh, not going to do it before next week's episode where we'll figure out what you guys have purchased as as equipment upgrades and get back into it. Figure out where do we go from here? Um, But that's next week. Uh, Until then, thank you for playing with me, everybody. Thank you. you. Guys, listeners, Crittermanders, thanks for listening. And (laughs) just wait, (laughs) you, uh, uh, eagle-eared fans. Oh, we got some some crazy stuff next week and the, the weeks after. Uh, guys, have a great night and thanks again. Have a good night. Night. See you later.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.